Hello, Elevate family. Happy Sabbath. I'm really glad to be here in this first, uh, first Sabbath of the year, 2023. We made it. We're here, and we're here to declare God's goodness. We're here to share about how great He's been, and also how He is always in the business of transforming evil for good. That's what we're going to talk about today. Two terms and two big concepts. The first one is how newness is not an adjective, but it's an experience. And the second one is about how God is always in the business of transforming every single situation that you don't know what's happening. He's in the business of transforming things for good. And every December 31st, most of us, tried to stay awake until midnight this year, or actually a few days ago with Cassie. We tried to stay awake and we couldn't. So we just did the ball drop at 11 and we call it good. And we say, you know, let's go back, let's go to sleep. Um, and every year I'm reminded that one of my wife's bucket list is to go to Times Square and watch it live. And every year I try to postpone it for next year because I know and you know what it takes in order for you to be there and experience it live. You know, people wait hours and hours. I heard that some people use diapers and other stuff, but I'm pushing it for the next year. Okay, that's fine. And every year we try to come up with resolutions every time that there's a new year, new me wave. We try to ride on it and, and, and figure it out that this year we see and we think it's going to be the year. And let me tell you something. I'll be honest with you. Last year, 2022 was my big 3-0 year. I'm 30 for not too long anymore. In a few days is my birthday. And 31st, I'm going to put the QR code for my Amazon wish list. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, but in reality, I had different expectations for my year, uh, the year 2022. I wanted to run a marathon. And I love running. And I started working towards that goal. Um, half marathon distances were fine for me. But then somehow in August, I start to feel some pain while I was running. And I realized after going to the doctor that I got a hernia. So I had to go through my first surgery ever in my life. And the recovery took a long time. I'm still feeling some pains when I run. But if you see someone running in Keene that is doing really slow, that's me recovering from the hernia surgery. But, but here's the thing, I, in that moment, I used to think that my performance was tied up with my, my value. And there was a point in my life when that was a reality. I, I was all about goals, all about objectives, all about resolutions. And I realized that most of us act that way as well. And every new year, we say it's a new opportunity. I want to talk about new. And this concept of new sometimes can be so subjective. I'm going to ask you, when something new, when does something new stops being new? When does a new year stop being a new year? When we say happy new year the first week of the month and when we see each other and that's cool and that's fine, but when? Can you still say happy new year in July or in August? You already think 2023 is already old when we are in August, right? 
And, and, and this concept of new is really subjective because sometimes and consumerism tries to, to make us believe that, that we need the next new thing, the next new iPhone, the next new cool sneakers, the next new, uh, we're chasing the next new thing, the next new job. Because somehow in our brains we think that nothing new can stay new forever. People and things are supposed to get spoiled, old, or wrinkly. Or uh, three of them. What's up with that? At the same time, some things that are old, for other people, they're new to us. I'm sure that your first car, raise your hand if your first car was a used car or a hand-me-down. Okay, I see many people, my first car was a used car, hand-me-down. But it was used, it was old, but it was new to me. Right? Your first car was so cool because it was yours. And you made it new. It was new to you. You said, this car is new to me. And when we buy used goods, we say, this is new to me. So something tells me that this concept of new is something that we make in our minds. At some point, we make this category and we think this is good and this is new and this is no longer new. It's like the first week when you buy your nice shoes or nice sneakers and you are taking so much care of them. But then they're not new anymore and you don't care. It's raining, you don't care. You step in the puddles, you, there's mud, it doesn't matter anymore. They're not new anymore. Now, that's what the society tries to tell you, that you need to chase the next new thing. But the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. It's not new according to just a, a, a standard that just comes and goes. It's a reality. It's something that we get to experience every moment of our lives. It's this mindset of thinking that our, my, our mind is renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. In Christ Jesus, 2023, it's a new year, and you are a new creation. Embrace that. In Christ Jesus, 2022 was an old year, and you also were a new creation back then as well. You're, good crea you're a new creation because God, God says so. In the Bible, we see that God considers our lives valuable, not because of what we do or what we don't do during the year, but because of who we were created to be, how God sees you, He sees you as His children. And that's gospel. That's the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. It is not good advice. It's good news. I love, I love how in Truth Link, this Bible study series says that the difference between news and advice is that news proclaims the past and advice prescribes the future. News declares what has been done while advice dictates what must be done. So there's a big difference between news and advice. News is all about declaration of something that has been done. Advice is something that you tell to someone when you, someone needs to fix something or change something. Gospel is news. When Jesus says, it is finished, it is finished. And you embrace that victory and you live today according to that reality. And newness is your experience. It's not something that you are chasing in the future. It's something that you're declaring in the present. Advice is about performance. News is about reality. I'm not saying you shouldn't set goals. I'm not saying you shouldn't have resolutions. There's nothing wrong in giving Planet Fitness business for a few months of the, of the year. There's nothing wrong in that, 
Nothing wrong with resolutions as long as your goals are not connected with your self-value and worth. As long as you don't think that if you don't achieve this, you are not going to be this person. Your value, your worth is not connected for the things that you do or stop doing. Your value has been declared when God created you as part of this family. And he gives you the identity and he shows this covenant to you. And through that, he makes you an agent for goodness. So in the Bible, newness is not about an objective. It's an experience. Newness is an experience that we live by positioning ourselves. Listen to this key word, positioning ourselves according to the purpose that God made for you. And speaking of purpose and speaking of what we were created for, let's go to Genesis. And then in Genesis, we see the, the story of the creation and how when God creates, he gives purpose. Genesis 1, 1 to 3 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and a desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. We're going to start to see a pattern here. The earth was a mess. The earth was dark. And God turns this into light. He brings order. We're going to see the, 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 the pattern that there was disorder and God turns that into order. Then there's this emptiness and God brings purpose to every single thing when he creates in Genesis. There's a purpose. There's always a purpose. So when God created you and you're sitting here right now and you think there's no purpose, remember and embrace the good news. Something that has been already declared for you. You have purpose, and God is going to use you this year for good. I'm not telling you everything is going to be good. I'm going to talk about this a little bit in, at the end, but I'm telling you, He turns things for good. Darkness, light. Disorder, order. Emptiness, purpose. Now, Genesis 1.31, we see that there's a pattern God creates, and, and, and then God sees that this is good. And then we see that there was the day one and day two and day three in the, in the creation text. But then we see that in, in verse 31, Genesis 1:31, there's something different. And God saw that all that he had made, and behold, it was not only good, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning. It was the sixth day. So this very good, in, in, in Hebrew text, it was pretty much God doing this chef's kiss beautiful I, I i've i've made it i've outdone myself it's like when i cook my favorite peruvian meal i, I did it uh, i was following this youtube recipe and and i made it and i did it and i tried it. it's like oh did i really make this that's so good that's how god reacted when he finished creation and you know when he finished creation he finished it with creating humanity he created you, and you were your purpose is to be good, but not only good, very, very good. In the beginning, God made all things and called them good. And let me tell you something. God is always in the business of turning situations for good. Because 
We see that after, after the creation, well, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, everything is filled with purpose, filled with light, filled with, with uh, order. And, and unfortunately, human beings choose to do what's good in their own eyes and leading ultimately to death. There's this, there's this downward spiral out of control. That's what happens to us. Sometimes we try to chase according to our own standards of what we think is good or evil. We try to find the next thing that is going to satisfy us, and we go into in this downward spiral. But as soon as this happens, God provides. And he says, you know what? Don't worry, Eve. There's going to be a descendant. There's going to be someone that is going to, to finish this. Because right now you're slaves to sin. And then we see afterwards that God shows up in Abraham in Genesis, establishes the covenant and says, you know, you're, I'm, I'm going to make all the families of the world, covenant is inclusive, all the families of the world are going to be blessed through you. All the families of the world. And then we see the story of Isaac and Jacob and the descendants. And, and we see a pattern of God, even Genesis 1, a pattern of God always turning situations for good. And now we hit the story of Joseph. Genesis 37, we see the story of Joseph. We start seeing this, this young man, 17 years old, loved by his father. Uh, he received this tunic. The brothers hated him, and uh, they plotted against him. He was sold as a slave. You see these ups and downs. I'm pretty sure Joseph didn't have in his New Year resolutions, oh, this year I'm going to be sold as a slave, or this year I'm going to go to jail. He, that was not part of his plan. And let me tell you something. I think it was not also part of God's plan. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that evil is part of God's plan. But I'm telling you that God uses evil and turns it into good. That, that's how it goes. So there's this question that many people think. Is, if God exists, then why does this evil exist? Well, we know that humans chose to make their own concept of right and wrong, and that is why we were separated from God. But now we see that God is always in the business of turning even bad and evil into good, into opportunities for glorifying his name. And we see that Joseph was sold as a slave, then he's placed as a servant in Egypt. At Genesis 39, we see that he gets everything he touches is blessed, is, is blessing. Everything he does is, is, is he, he, he has prosperity. But then uh, the, the wife of his master tries to uh, abuse him, take advantage of him sexually. He declines. And then she lies about what happened. He goes to jail. And then in that moment, he also keeps being a blessing. He was dependable and responsible in jail. And he gets out as an agent of blessing for Egypt and for the world. And then we hit, we hit the last chapter of Genesis. And Genesis chapter 50 because we see that Joseph was uh, an agent for, for blessing, not only for, for Egypt, but for the world. The world was going through, through a big famine, and he was the only one that, that wise enough, filled with the Spirit of God, that was able to help in those moments. And, and in, verse, in verse 50, we see that, uh, in chapter 50, we see that um, Joseph and his family, they moved uh, to Egypt, and then, unfortunately, Jacob passes away, and then the brothers are are scared. And in verse 15, the brothers start talking to each other and, and they say, um, maybe we should do something about this because Joseph can, can do something. Uh, now he can take revenge because our father is dead. 
And then they go and they, they, they talk to Joseph and say, Our father say that you should treat us good. And then in verse 18, that really, it really breaks my heart. It really like moves me in this whole story. I imagine how, how scared the brothers were of Joseph in that moment. And Joseph having all the power as an Egyptian um, person, a magistrate, to pretty much execute revenge. It was his chance to get back at them. But you know what? He didn't choose that. In that moment... The Bible says in verse 18, he starts crying. And he says in verse 18, you know, do not be afraid. For am I in God's place? Verse 20 says, as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. In order to bring about this present result to keep many people alive. This is a beautiful verse. This is a beautiful verse because he uses this, uh, this comparison. You guys meant evil. You guys wanted to destroy me. You guys meant, you meant to finish my life, to end my life. You, you, you meant to, to literally use violence against me. You, that was your intention, guys. But, but let me tell you something. My God turned all those things for good. My God used all this. You sold me as merchants, and, 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 and this woman uh, falsely accused me, and I went to jail, and I was going through difficult times. But God used all those things for good. He transformed these situations that were so horrific into opportunities for help other people. And to declare that there's a God and there's, that, that God is real. Now, I want to tell you something. In this new year, there's going to be some darkness. But as God said, let there be light, that's what is going to happen to you in this 2023. By faith, you declare it. Not for what you see, not for what your, your feelings try to inform you. Your feelings are not Lord. Jesus Christ is the Lord. And, and today, we are able to position ourselves by faith as Joseph, ready for God's intervention. You know, I used to like playing soccer, and one of the biggest qualities of a striker is to, to be always positioned in the place so when you receive the ball, you score. Right? That's a good quality of a striker. I used to be a good soccer player. Believe it or not. And you have to read the place. You have to be positioned in a place where you're ready to score. But if you're not positioned in a place where you're ready to score, it's really hard for you to, to score a goal. Joseph was always positioning himself, even in the midst of the evil that was falling upon him. He was positioning himself for a blessing. He was positioning himself in order for letting God do what his best at his best his specialty is turning things that are evil and dark into good and bring order meaning and purpose not only for you but for everybody around you in genesis we see that god creates the world from darkness to goodness and in this year in this new year there will be a lot of uncertainties but our reality is that god's goodness 
will turn any evil into an opportunity for his name to be glorified. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together. What it says? For? Say, say it. Work together? To those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. You know, you are called. You have a purpose. You are an agent of goodness. You are made new. And that newness is an experience that you get to have this 2023. You can say Happy New Year, maybe in January or December, because the new year, you are a new person in Jesus Christ. And you're positioning yourself according to that reality. You're declaring the good news. You have a purpose in you today. And all this 2023, you are already an agent of goodness.